going into that. And here are a few players, I guess, that we're going to talk about that you can go against. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the All Things FPL podcast. My name is Spice and I'll be your host for today's episode. And today we are going to be doing a, kind of a game week 8 preview, I guess. Uh, as well as I want to have a conversation about wildcard again. Um, and kind of how to play against it if you've already used it. Or if you want to wait and not use it until I say, I think the popular day right now is about game week 12. Um, so we're going to go over all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, just off the bat, we have three matches cancelled. Uh, Brighton versus Crystal Palace due to protests, uh, and then Liverpool and Chelsea and Manchester United and Leeds due to policing issues uh, because of the memorial and funeral of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. So um, let's get right into it. Earlier this week, we talked about wildcard. Uh, I kind of went over the template and you know what we were probably going to see for you know a lot of players bringing in on their wildcard. And rightfully so, the team is pretty easy to predict. We kind of talked about the Newcastle players, City players. I think City triple up is going to be very popular. I think a lot of people are going to be living, leaving Liverpool and Arsenal assets due to tough fixtures coming up. Reese James, I've seen, has dropped a lot in ownership. So, you know, we have a lot kind of going on right now. Um, and even if you just look at the top transfers out for this game week uh, ahead of the deadline later today, uh, you'll see the most popular ones that are out are all the Liverpool players. Uh, Salah has 850,000 transfers out. Alexander-Arnold has 650,000 out. Uh, Luis Diaz with 360 out. And then Gabriel Jesus, some of those Arsenal guys, uh, a little bit lower than that. And the most popular ones coming in are the Newcastle guys in Pope and Trippier. De Bruyne is one of the uh, top midfielders in. And so is Mitrovic. So I think we kind of uh, understand what the temple is going into that. And here are a few players, I guess, that we're going to talk about that you can go against. Now, first things first, uh, we're going to go over a few different ones uh, to kind of differ differentiate the team. Now, you don't want to go with a complete differential team heading in, uh, especially with the World Cup coming up. Uh, you know, you, there's no point you can switch up your team, you know. I think the, the best strategy, honestly, is to follow the template at this point with just a few differentials and play the small game. Unless you're very far behind, it just doesn't make much sense to do so right now, especially with, you know, the fixture congestion we're going to have from now until the World Cup. It's going to be it's going to be here fast and there's going to be a lot of games being played. So uh, first off, I guess we'll take a look at a few players that some of the FPL managers are bringing in. The first one is Alexander Isaac. Uh, I actually don't mind him as a differential. He's only owned by 7.3% of the game. My only problem is with him is once Callum Wilson comes back, you have rotation risk with him. So I just don't see why anybody would really risk that in my opinion i just i don't really think it's worth it uh another one which is very interesting to me almost two hundred thousand managers have brought in jared bowen uh he sits at 4.1 percent owned amongst all the games and his price currently is 8.1 million now bowen's an interesting one i really liked him last year i thought he was great uh, he's played just about every minute of every West Ham game so far in the Premier League this season. Uh, but West Ham have been off to a pretty rough start. 
and Bowen has a total of no returns. He got one extra clean sheet point. Other than that, he's returned two in every single game. Now, the nice thing about Jared Bowen and West Ham is they have a good run of fixtures coming up. And, uh, you know, with fixtures, um, they usually come, you know, good returns with them. So they have Everton away, Wolves at home, Fulham at home, and Southampton away in their next four uh, before they have Liverpool, Bournemouth, Manchester United, Crystal Palace, and Leicester to lead it off into the end of the first half of the season before the World Cup. So I actually like these fixtures. I think Bowen might be worth a punt on. Now, he's a risky one to say the least, but uh, there's not very many West Ham kind of assets to choose from. James Madison is another popular differential amongst, I'd say, Twitter. I've seen quite a few teams bring him in. It's because he can tick along very well. With Leicester, obviously, they've had a horrible start to the season, and they do have Tottenham away uh, this Saturday. But after, their fixtures are probably one of the best of all the teams uh, in the Prems. They play Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth away, Crystal Palace at home, Leeds at home, Wolves away, City at home, Everton away and West Ham away before heading to the World Cup break. That is a really good run, and I actually do like James Madison. I think he's a really good asset, and I think he's a great player. Uh, obviously, the only problem with that is he's a Leicester City player, and Leicester have been very, very tragic as of late. So uh, it's kind of risky for me. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't... I think he's worth a punt, but it's not. It, you're not going to put like Bowen, Madison, Isaac all in your team. I think you choose one of them and stick them into your team, whichever one you think is going to do better. Now, personally, if I had to choose, I think James Madison is the safest one. Uh, he has a few returns this season. Bowen does not. Uh, and he has probably better fixtures than West Ham do, in my opinion. But, um, you know, that's... I don't know. He's kind of a tough one. Other than that, I feel like um, most of the other midfielders that are really going to get picked up and worth considering are either template or you already have them. Of course, everybody is going to own Erling Haaland. His ownership's up to about 80.4% now as of recording. Um, you you know, you're, you need to put him if you're wild carding. And if you're not wild carding, you should have him. Uh, you know, I think the template's pretty much established. I think a lot of people are going with um kind of leaving and ditching big at the back and they're going with you know big at the front um i know personally for me i'm going with mitrovic Haaland, and tony which i think is a really good selection of uh, you know a trio i don't think a lot of people have all three of them but people are you know really focusing on those forwards mitrovic is in great form their fixtures are actually amazing heading into um the next you know month or two I think all their October fixtures, which is a lot, there's what, one, two, three, four, five, six October fixtures coming up. In my opinion, they have a chance to win every single one of them. They do have Newcastle and West Ham away uh, in their next three, two of their next three. They have Forest next, uh, this weekend, of course. But at the start of October, those are their two tough games. And they have Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, and Everton. I mean, that is a dream. And I think Mitrovic is going to feast in those games. Of course, they do have City and Manchester United, their last two matches before going to the World Cup. But I like, I like Mitrovic. I think he's a beast. And I think he has a chance to probably be one of probably he probably won't be Holland's goal total but I think he could be the second highest goal scorer in the Prem heading into the World Cup break and I think this next month in October he's really gonna show that he can go off 
So Mitrovic is a very strong consideration uh, if you haven't looked at him. He's only owned by he only owned. He's owned by 30% of the game, but a combination of say Holland and Mitrovic, that's something that not a lot of people have. And there's actually a great website that shows this. I know this is a podcast, so you can't see it. But if you go to livefpl.net, I'm sure most of you know what livefpl is, they actually have a uh, tool, and if I can find it, um, where you can see what the managers around you have, and uh, you can check ownership combinations, it's called. So you can go ahead and see like which players or which combination of players, how many people own that combination. So if I uh, go ahead here, and we do, um, we'll do my trio up front of Ivan, Tony, Holland, and Mitrovic. You'll see, uh, and the stats will come up right here, that most of the game likely doesn't own them. So if we go ahead here, do this, and check, that combination is owned by only 4.4% of the game. And that is in the elite sample, which is like the top players uh we could change that if we go to just overall how many people own this trio in the game it should tell me that we have only 1.7 percent of the game has that trio so this is really neat to do and i think you guys should um do that when considering your wild card especially if you're really keen on rank obviously if you're not it doesn't matter but I think, you know, including these combinations are, are going to be different. Yes, there's a lot of people that own Holland. Yes, there's going to be a lot of people that own De Bruyne. But it's a, you know, it's about combining these guys to make that differential for yourself. Anyways, guys, I want to take a look at some of the fixtures heading up uh, just because, you know, why not? Uh, today, uh, on the Friday, we have Villa and Southampton and Forest and Fulham. I think, really, the Villa game... You know, uh, kind of heading into this, Villa's defense has been pretty poor. I mean, they've been pretty poor all season anyways. But I think they're, they're a team worth watching. Their fixtures do get a little bit better as we uh, are, are kind of getting into this end half of this uh, before the World Cup. And they have Southampton, Leeds, Forest, Chelsea, Fulham, Brentford in their next six, seven. Um, I think that's not bad, but then, you know... Heading into the World Cup, they have some tough games, and who really knows how well they're going to perform? They're very inconsistent to start here, of course. Southampton, you're not considering any assets. Now, I think this game coming up is very important uh, with Fulham and Nottingham Force because it gives us some good information. First off, we get to see Mitrovic and Andreas Pereira go and play again, and these guys have been great to start the season. But this game is more important for the Nottingham Forest information in that it gives us some more information on Gibbs White, who is a really interesting asset for me. Uh, he's on set pieces. Um, you know, he looks pretty good. Uh, Nico Williams, of course, we get to see him go. But I think the biggest information it'll give us is if Fulham blow them out, um, Nottingham Forest are a team to target because they are horrible defensively. They have the highest XGC uh, in the league right now. And I think, uh, you know, if Fulham come out here and blow them out, it just tells us they're a team to target now. And, you know, you know, when someone like Liverpool goes up against uh, Nottingham Forest, you're going to want to throw the captain's armband on, on Salah because he just plays Forest, just how we were last year with um, Norwich. Anyways, heading into the Saturday games, we only have... Uh, 
a few of them. We have three. Uh, we have Wolves in Manchester City. Um, you know, a, a little worried. Obviously, last year, uh, Kevin De Bruyne went off against Wolves. I don't think we'll see the same thing happen this time around. But I, I do expect a pretty routine win for Manchester City. I don't think anybody is worried about rotation in this game. They've had a nice few days rest uh, from the Champions League to now. It's also you know, the last game for two weeks for international break. I doubt we're going to see players that aren't playing in the World Cup really play too much in this international break. So, for example, like Erling Haaland, he's not playing in the World Cup. I doubt he's going to do too much work for his national team. Obviously, he'll probably play if they are playing. I, I haven't even checked if I'm being honest. But, you know, some of these guys like Mo Salah, for example, uh, these guys that aren't going to the World Cup, no matter what, uh, I just don't see. Uh, I, I don't see them going into this international break and you know giving it their all. I think they'll be very conservative uh, of how they play in this. Uh, we also have Newcastle and Bournemouth later on the Saturday. They are the only 3 p.m. kickoff, which is very strange. Uh, Newcastle, I, I think it's pretty routine for them. It should be, and hopefully we can get some. Um, Hopefully we can get some clean sheet points from Pope and Trippier and whoever else we might own. Uh, then we have Tottenham and Leicester. I think this will be a, a good game. I think it'll be a game where Tottenham will probably win like 4-1, 4-2 or something like that. Um, but again, it should be pretty routine for them against a poor team. And then on Sunday, we have uh, Brentford and Arsenal, which uh, is looking to be a, a decent game. I'm actually uh, excited to watch this one. Uh, Brentford are a very good team. Arsenal, um, this is going to be a tough game for them, I think. Um, obviously, uh, Brentford have played well against good teams, and they are home. Uh, they play very well at home compared to away. Uh, Arsenal should get the business done, but uh, we saw last week that Arsenal, or two weeks ago now, uh, we saw that Arsenal are not invincible like they thought they were. Um, you know, Manchester United really gave them humbling, and I think Brentford could do the same if Arsenal aren't on their game. Then we have Everton and West Ham, hopefully a match where West Ham can uh, bounce back and get some form. Uh, but other than that, the rest of the matches have been cancelled, of course, and the international break will begin next week. So, um, with that being said, just uh, good luck this week, I guess. Um, if you get a wild card, I think it's... I just don't. I don't see a reason why... You would before the deadline. I think it's worth doing for game week nine. Have the whole international break so you can adjust your team. Now, for me, um, my only advice for you guys is I would throw the cap uh, the wild card chip on right when kickoff at these Friday games happen, and I would go ahead and start putting players into my team that are going to rise up in value. We have a two week break, so there's going to be a lot of transfers being made, and. I think that this period is going to be the most popular for wild cards. So there's going to be players that might get double price rises in between game week eight and game week nine. So definitely go ahead and throw some of these players, even if you don't want them for wild card, just get the value on them. So that way, when it's time to make your team ahead of game week nine for real, you have some extra money in the bank. But double, um, double price rises are going to happen. I think players that it's going to happen on are players like Kevin De Bruyne. I think a lot of people are leaving Salah and, um, you know, they'll be adding him. And I think a lot of people are going to go to the Newcastle guys. So I think it's worth jumping in on them soon. 
as I said, Newcastle have a really good run of fixtures heading into this World Cup period. The only tough games really are going to be Manchester United away and Tottenham away. Both are going to be tough games, but Newcastle have shown that they can keep up with some of these guys, and you know, a player like Trippier could return in that game anyways. I think players like Cancelo may see a little bit of a rise, although City, um, they have some interesting fixtures, and they also have a blank in game week 12, so I don't know. City, you know, going on the triple up might be a little weird, but just be aware of potential price rises. Go and do a little research into that because you guys could really uh, improve your team by just having a couple extra, you know, 0.3 million in the side. That's the difference between, you know, getting, I don't know, a, a great player and, and a player that's not so great. So anyways, guys, uh, that's going to wrap up today's uh, podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all the support. And if you've made it to the end, please drop a review, follow me everywhere, do whatever you want to do, I guess. But uh, I appreciate all the support on the podcast. It's obviously something that's a little bit new to me um, as far as podcasting goes, but uh, we're getting a little more comfortable. We're going to try and do some more FPL related stuff. Uh, next week, we'll be back with some international break stuff and probably kind of review uh, what we've seen so far this season and do a preview for the, the second half of the first half of the season. Thank you guys for listening. Good luck this game week, and I'll see you later. Peace.